I have uh, something to bring up that I think you'll be excited about. So I thought I had watched these movies before. I have never seen this Bill is and my Ted's favorite Excellent feeling. Adventure oh. <laughs> or Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I'd never okay, seen Okay, so you just maybe experienced... Like, I just watched both of them. That's a wonderful feeling to and think dude, you've seen something and then to dive in and not have and seen like, it. I definitely haven't seen this. And you'll okay, be how... super excited about this because I'm so stoked. Tonight, Eva and I are going out to a drive-in movie, which I've never been to before, to see the third one. To see Bill and Ted's uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, As which someone you were telling me about a couple episodes watched ago. watched the third one recently, I'm very excited for you. And that's all I'll say. I'm not going to give Ooh. you any in-depth review but man so like those movies are really nostalgic for me i just want to know how were they as someone who's seeing them for the first time the most like just enjoyable like movie movies that i can imagine you know what i mean right? they just do stuff that's just like, like it's a movie you know it's, like yes yeah I, my favorite thing napoleon is, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is that uh Carrying into the second movie, they're like, oh, we'll just, when this is over, go back in time and set this up. <laughs> and yeah. then they just like, I don't know. It's fucking great. That sort of stuff. It's I can't wait to talk about your experience on our next oh, yeah. episode because, oh, yeah. well, I'm not going to tell you why, but uh, <laughs> I've been watching. Uh, I think this is a show that you've definitely passed by and been like, should I watch that? <sighs> if only one of my friends like told me to watch this. <laughs> yeah the boys on oh, amazon prime i have I've, you ever checked it out i've always been like uh eh, eh. that's me you too know? yeah so i but started it, it and it's pretty good it is it's okay it's very gory okay and there is a character in it who's like oh i'm so uncomfortable by this gore <laughs> which makes me feel better about it but it still <laughs> makes me go oh god a lot right. Yeah. And that's my review for the show. <laughs> okay. All right. It's it's a little bit like that that feeling that uh Watchmen gives you, but I like Watchmen a lot more, I think, cuz okay. you know, yeah, I um, just I mean... Watchmen was a great show when I watched it and has become a better show in my mind as I've been apart from it. And I think The Boys is going to be just one of those where like I really enjoy this right now. And yeah. maybe I'll forget about it in the future, but maybe not. Maybe it'll also it it makes a lot of you know, really like on the nose statements, but statements. So, sure. yeah, but and and they're good ones. I don't know. Like I could see for the most know, part the right now. Makes me go, hmm. The newest. I'm in the. I've already caught up. In yeah. this newest season, has some stuff that it's just now touching on mm-hmm. that I can't even talk about yet because I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Okay. Like all knowing right. who the writers and director, the majority of the writers and director. Uh, directors of the show are i'm a little nervous about the direction they're going but yeah you know like it's statements on like the superhero brand and capitalism and the military and like police like things like that they're very on the nose but they're in my opinion like from a somewhat i don't know like it's a it's a show where like superheroes are like making people's heads explode and stuff so at the same time you're like Come on, you know, a <laughs> uh, little bit of a Bill and Ted uh, aspect to that. Like, eh, it's just a, it's a movie. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, but uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be interested to to hear how that pans out as you uh, as it keeps coming out. Or you said you yeah, they just up? started doing an episodical oh, yeah, they're, thing. They're, actually, okay. I love it when a streaming 
site does that oh yeah episodical releases rather than just like giving it you all because i will just watch it all and then i feel like <laughs> empty yeah. and sad at like <laughs> five in the morning um well uh i'd like to welcome you all to uh our show here a new lens uh project gary and i started to talk about film and television that we liked as kids through the new lens of adults and uh amateur filmmakers and podcasters who occasionally have guests which in fact it's funny that i would say that because we actually have yeah, one wow what a coincidence um she's been very politely sitting while we talk uh about other stuff and um she's a good friend of mine we went to acting school together at the university of minnesota guthrie theater acting training program uh and she's been getting into audiobook recording and stuff but i'll let her introduce herself a little bit along with what type of bender she thinks she is so without further ado a little new thing sophina sago hello hi thanks for having me guys um yeah yeah, I uh, I built this little sound booth for myself uh, at the beginning of this whole pandemic situation. Yeah, and... it looks so fancy. We were talking about this before hitting record. This sounds really nice it looks too. So I'm nice. jealous. Thank oh, you. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. It's um, those levels are coming through. Even. Yeah, but it's I haven't been able to use it yet for um, uh, something that isn't just like me alone in a booth, which can be like <laughs> rather depressing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So sure. I'm really happy to do something that's like uh, podcasty. You've got uh, you're going to have a book, an audio book coming out eventually, right? Eventually, you, you just at some it. point, yeah, yeah. I did like my first little uh, yeah project, which was uh, a book called. It's a long title, so I'm just going to say Minimalism for Families because it has a subtitle that is like a run-on <laughs> sentence. I swear, which is really funny for a book <laughs> for a book about <laughs> minimalism. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh um, but yeah, that'll be uh, on Audible eventually at some point. I have heard the process is pretty long. But yeah, uh, there's yeah. like a meditation session that I like recorded. It has Ooh. like oh, cool. all so the if you're feeling If you're feeling calming tones from Sophina's voice, yeah. uh, keep listening to this podcast because we'll point you in the direction of her book whenever it uh, becomes eventually. listenable. Yeah. Uh, what kind of bender are you? Yeah. Um, I have never like super identified, like been like, I am so sure that I am this bender. But mm. I have been told by everybody that like, oh, See, you're definitely a firebender. I was just going to say, that's the thing. You know, you want to be one and everyone else knows what you actually are. You yeah. Know? I feel like that is yeah. the thing. It's not like Hogwarts houses in that way. No. You yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. It's the opposite there where it's like, if you know it, then you just are. But right. like, no. Yeah. So a firebender. A Why? Firebender. Why do people say you're a firebender? Is there reasons or is it like an instinctual? <laughs> if Because like, I, I don't know you as well as Calvin. Calvin, do you agree with that assessment? I do. I do. Okay. Why? Why? Because I, I, I have my inkling, but I don't know that anybody's explicitly been like, these are the reasons I think you're a firebender. I mean, you and I were talking about this the other day because you also get frustrated that people classify you as a Slytherin as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I think I think it's it's about like passion and ambition. Yeah. And you have both of those in like very high amounts. And sure. Yeah. I think that's actually, I don't know, Gary, what? I mean, I don't know. I'd kind of pick. That's you what as I've a heard too. I've heard yeah. that because I want to be like a waterbender or an airbender, but mm. everyone's like, no, both of those are a little too like. It's weird because 
I I don't think I'd classify you as an airbender, but I'd either classify you as fire or water, which is weird because you'd feel like they were they're so completely different. You want to but... know yeah. who I identify with most in the show, and I don't mean it in a like the coolest character. I mean yeah. like at a point in the show where he's not at a fully realized state. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iroh, I would say, ah. like a younger Iroh who is someone who kind of respects other elements you know sure. so maybe i'm a firebender who uses some techniques with water bending oh i like yeah. it you know maybe yeah. that's yeah. yeah like that's why like I've, i deep down i want to be a waterbender but like i can only make <laughs> fire move mm. you know? that that's that's pretty on brand i think I, I don't know yeah in high school we we had a saying that gary used to uh occasionally see red um yep. which is like i don't know he would just get on something he would mm-hmm. like and just not be able to uh couldn't snap me out of it it yeah. was a i mean you know yeah you know we all <laughs> we all, we go all have our things. things and we all uh are different have grown since high school so sure yeah. um well i think, I, I yeah. think you're an earthbender man i think that's something we all all know and i think you even know that don't you i do i i feel like if i wasn't i i feel like waterbender is be... also in the realm totally. for me, but I I feel like earthbending's probably yeah probably where I'd classify. I feel like it, agree, it just Safina? grounded, grounded, yeah. and just sort of like uh, I don't know, you're Minnesotan, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like I imagine yeah. you climbing like a hill in the Boundary Waters and using your earthbending to climb it quicker, you know, <laughs> totally. Oh, and I like, I'd start like a campfire, yeah, you know? <laughs> but then I wouldn't do it quite right. And Sophina would be like, all right, here. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Step back. Because <laughs> I'd be trying to do it with water for some reason, you know? Yeah. Well, let's get into this episode of Avatar. Uh, I'm so glad uh, that we're at this episode. It's been long anticipated. Um, I know Sophina's excited because she said she very much wanted to talk about this one. Um, mm-hmm. Gary, you want to give us a little recap there? Yes. Yeah, so this is a really simple episode we're not bouncing around between uh multiple groups we've just got ang and the gang and they are looking we kind of get that previously on avatar and get the hint of quick trivia uh on 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 the trivia on the wiki that we sometimes look at it says that when it first aired when the show first aired this was the first episode to use roku's previously on avatar Whoa. so the ones that we've been seeing on like the netflix or on like my dvds or whatever are put in there after the fact like after that first airing i think so but also they would have to do that with like the the two-parter episodes in season one too right like yeah. so I don't know if that's true. I, I can't verify it. It's on and the it, wiki. I mean, in general, I mean, I remember uh, when I watched them as a kid, they they weren't often like chronological. So I feel yeah. like you needed the previously on to be like, where are we in right. the story? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, and, and it's like at this point, too, we're used to the fact that it's not just to catch you up. You kind of get hints at what it's going to be about. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And uh, I feel like that's important. So, yeah, I don't I I wonder how you could verify that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting bit of trivia, a little tidbit. But uh, we start with that and find out that this episode is going to um, maybe focus on this uh, Aang looking for an earthbending teacher. And it kind of seems like it does. We start out in this really cool 
uh, village in like the mountains, mm-hmm. which I want to talk about a little bit. Oh yeah. And uh, they start looking for an earthbending teacher first in a like based on like a strip mall taekwondo teacher. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. This guy who tries to teach them uh, earthbending. He like makes them all buy outfits. Well, Ang mm-hmm. and other people learning earthbending and basically is just like, will you pay for more instead of actually teaching them anything? So they move right. on from that and find this kind of underground wrestling place, which is what these, this episode kind of focuses on. Oh, it's so- like a tournament of earthbending that... Uh, we'll talk about, but it ends with this young, very small, blind girl mm-hmm. destroying the undefeated, who we've seen as undefeated champ. Right. And she takes the belt and leaves like, meh. And uh, Aang is like, wait, I'll fight her. And uses airbending. And her blindness is a hindrance in this specific moment, which we'll talk about too. And he beats her. So... Uh, so she runs away from them, but they follow her and try to figure out who she is and eventually find uh, her family. And because he's the Avatar, he's able to get dinner with the family. And that kind of leads to them finally being able to talk to her. On a little walk outside, Toph, who is this girl they just met, and Aang get captured by the people who ran the tournament because they think they cheated. And the episode kind of ends with this brawl back in this underground tournament area. And I think that's where I'll leave it off because we'll talk about it in more detail. Um, I love this episode for a number of reasons, but mostly this is like one of the best characters on TV. Can we we give some Toph appreciation before we even dive in? Like, holy crap. Oh, absolutely. There's going to be plenty of Toph appreciation in this episode and the rest of our The rest of the series. About this series because... Or will there for those first listening? Uh, Who knows? Maybe not. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, I don't know. He has found an earthbending teacher who's coming with him and is going to be in more episodes. Yeah. We do try to keep it spoiler free for anybody who hasn't watched the show before, just so you for know, Sophina. Part, yeah. but, good to uh, know, good to know. Sometimes that's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gary hinted at it, but we, we, we have a, a a nice establishing shot. This is the first shot of this like mountainous town. And it's a it's a big town. One of the bigger towns I feel like they've been to. It's even bigger. Gary, you were saying you were kind of surprised by in uh in the episode Avatar Day how big the town was, but this is much bigger than that. It's like it's mm-hmm. a, it's like a city. It's not yeah. as sprawling as other places that we'll see or like the the Northern Water Tribe, but it's uh it's pretty huge. Yeah, which I think kind of like makes sense why there's this um kind of underground like wrestling thing you right. know it's like oh, totally. it's that city vibe you know yeah totally the commentary uh for the episode there's in, on the dvds uh there's like a couple commentaries per season and there's one for this episode that i watched and they mentioned that it's really hard to animate uh a busy city mm. and uh i don't know exactly why but i can kind of imagine like if you have too many people in the background you lose focus on who's actually there but you still right. want to make it look busy but they were like we really feel proud of this for looking like a busy big city mm. even though you only have like two minutes of it you know yeah. yeah and it made me think about that like wow you're you only see like this little small section and then another little small section but you know that it's a pretty busy you know right yeah mm-hmm. um that's think... so interesting to me and yeah i mean i, I feel like the establishing sh- shot helps 
establish <laughs> that. Um, because you could imagine it was like a busy, tiny town, but just mm-hmm. that quick shot, which honestly, I like to talk about the opening shots in this podcast. I missed it at first, but I mm-hmm. when they cut to the scene, I was like, they're in a big city, right? Like I, I flipped back to rewatch the opening uh, moment. And I think it's just, it flows well. It's not like missable. It's just like, you don't even realize you're getting that information. Exactly. I think it's yeah. Super totally. well done. Um, I feel Sokka in this. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> trying to decide if he's gonna buy the bag or not, and he's like, "I want the bag, but it's expensive. Then yeah. don't buy the bag, but I want it." <laughs> I like, feel Katara. I feel being the friend, yeah, yeah. who is dealing <laughs> with the individual who is trying to make yeah. the purchase. <laughs> <laughs> and trying yeah, to walk them through sense. that. Yeah. And it's actually a bag I would feel that way about too. Like <laughs> yeah, I look at this cool. bag and I'm like that does look really nice. <laughs> I don't know, like there's something about it. It's Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the fact that it's this like beautiful green and they've, you know, have all their water tribe stuff, it's kind of cool to like Sure. Now he's like mixing it up if he gets this bag. Right. Which yeah. he does. They spent their and whole it does life. look really cool. Yeah. But then he's immediately like Why'd I get the bag? <laughs> yeah, so he does buy it. Like Which they I all walk away, feel. and he goes back and buys it. It's so and, good. And then why did I get this? Um, I feel that so hard. He too. goes through quite the journey of of uh, his <laughs> his feelings about his decision on this bag. Which is great. I love that through line. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we just established in the last Avatar episode we talked about Avatar Day that he loves stuff. And exactly. I mean, like, yes. That's been. Like a thing that I feel like is continuous throughout, but especially mm. in the last episode. Yes. They when they giggle about it in the commentary, uh, the writer I think the writer of this episode was Michael DiMartino. Yep. Yep. And he talks about how he wanted to establish not only that Sokka likes stuff, that he likes shopping, and that's yeah. gonna be a thing now. <laughs> so and, good. Uh, so let's pay attention for that in the future because yeah. that's like totally gonna be a thing more often, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's great. Uh, the group gets led to master you and his sort of like you said like strip mall yeah it's like uh buy your outfit and then you can learn right not just learn and then maybe you'll want to buy it like ang clearly bought an outfit he like leaves with it you know (laughs) yeah yes i have a question for you do you recognize uh master you's voice no i recognized it but Uh, i will not be able to tell you what it is give me uh the actor lay it on me his name is uh, Saab Shimono, and he voiced Gyatso. Oh! Didn't those wow. puzzle pieces just click in your oh, mind? Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, there's actually a, really, a, a lot of really cool cast things in this episode uh, that I'll bring up as we go along. But that's one that I really liked because I was like, this sounds familiar. And not just because I've watched this specific episode that's before. I'm like, where do I know? so cool, Funny. too, how little tiny difference can turn someone from the sweetest man (laughs) to like kind of a sleazebag you know totally very subtle differences wow that's so cool it's interesting i I think the city in general i mean the beifong family as they establish a little bit later is like one of the richest in the entire earth nation world in the world but i think this is a rich town too because he clearly, Master Yu is clearly not a very good teacher at all. Right. But he is like, his reputation is as yeah. one of the like premier earthbenders He's... in the city, but only because they're all paying him to teach their children, you know? Yeah. 
you're so right the way they hear about this this rumble this like fighting ring is these two kids talking about it that's the most classic joke the most classic kid joke of yes. all time nanya? Yeah, it's down in nanya oh, nanya so business <laughs> and Sokka sokka's genuinely amused <laughs> he's really like yeah <laughs> He, like, takes note. He writes it down. He's like, I'm going to use this next time. Like, I got to yeah, wait for my right. opening. I'm bringing this back. <laughs> like, even if it doesn't come back in the show, you know he makes that joke to oh, somebody. Oh, yeah. 100%. More than <laughs> once. Next and Sokka and yeah. Katara heard both both of them and, like, pointed it out. You right. Know? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the, these kids get away and they go around the, the, the corner and <laughs> Katara goes after them. Hey, strong guys. <laughs> so good. Wait up. So A girl good. has her ways. These guys are horizontal <laughs> ice with their heads touching. Like, how, how'd she do that? Honestly, no idea. Well, it also definitely, we haven't, we didn't see these guys. We know they're earthbenders because we see like mm-hmm. in the class, them right. all throw a rock. Right. Mm. But this kind of also goes along with your point, like, Although Katara is a master, so she can probably kick even two guys who are great at earthbending's ass. And yeah. yet it also shows us that these guys probably didn't put up a fight at all. You know, they don't know how to, <laughs> yeah. they don't know what they're they doing. They haven't learned you know? anything from Master Yu. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that, though, the setup of, like, you thinking she's going to, like, use her feminine wiles to, right. like, flirt with them. And that's absolutely <laughs> not what they do. Like, set yeah. up and just totally undercut. Yeah. Yeah. But they get the information. They go down to this fighting ring, um, which is a cool, very, very WWE wrestling style, yes. which is interesting. And I, I want to get into this in a second, but I, I like that. They sit in the front row and they're like, sweet seats. Why is no one sitting here? <laughs> Giant boulder. Like it's an earth bending fighting. Yeah. Rocks are going to be flown around. Um, so that moment actually reminded me of when you're at like. I don't recommend this anymore. You know, when you're a kid and you're like blissfully unaware of like the horridness of things and you go to like a zoo and you're like, yay, you know, like Shamu and no one sits in the front row unless they want to get splashed. That's kind of what that reminds me of, except this is like definitely more humane than something like that. So I almost don't like even referencing it, but that's what that reminds me of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get we get our introduction to this uh, this whole ring. The, the the leader comes out, Jin Fu, who uh, is a great character that um, by the end of the episode we know will return. Voiced by Mark, uh, ooh, G R A U E, like Grau. You think Mark mm. Grau? I think sure. Grau. Sure. You gotta say like a question too. Um, who's done a lot of video game stuff? Um, for the most part, uh, I recognized his voice from World of Warcraft stuff. I didn't play a lot, but my brother used to let me play on his oh, account. Oh, cool. And then we get him introducing the first contender, <laughs> the boulder. So good. That Honestly, voice. I think I like that because you know that the, it's kind of a reference. Obviously, it's a reference to The Rock. Yes. I'm yeah. really glad it's not The Rock's voice. I love this voice. It's so You know what good. I mean? And I looked up whose voice it is. One of the reasons it is so perfect and it sounds so like, uh, yeah, brother. Oh, Randy Savage. Randy Savage. Is that his name? One of the reasons it sounds so like Randy Savage is 
this guy is a WWE guy. What? Like, no way. Oh, his whole awesome. IMDb is WWE so stuff. His name oh, that's is, so cool. Uh, Mick Foley. He's he's uh, had stage names like uh, Cactus Jack and Mankind. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about WWE, but I know a few people who really, really do. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to be cool for anybody listening. But I thought that was so awesome. That's that, awesome. Uh, and the first person he fights, I'm sorry, I looked up at the, the cast and there was a lot of cool surprises. This hippo person, <laughs> this like hippo guy, that's hippo Kevin Michael Matt. Richardson. No way. Yeah. Who has been on the show before. Um, he's done tons of stuff. You'd recognize his voice in almost anything else, Sophina. Okay. Um, Gantu from Lilo and Stitch is Oh like, my God. Yep, yes. Yep, yep. Which I find great. Like he's. He does a lot of voices on this show, actually. Um, this is like a more character voice than anything I think like I've ever all. heard him do. Yeah, no, right? and it's, he's yeah. He only shows up like he, he only says a couple lines. So I'm kind of like, I got Kevin Kevin Michael Richardson for that for hippo. Okay, <laughs> for, for hippo. <laughs> all right, okay. And then it, we go through this whole cast of characters and. Before we get to what we all really want to talk about, I'm just curious. What do you what do you all think as far as is this WWE where it's all fake and planned and they know every move that it's going to make or is this earthbending? I th- I think it's like a combination of the two. Like some of it's planned, but they are actually fighting. You know what I mean? I yeah. yes. The Fire Nation guy feels planned. Right. Yes. You know, so like that, that feels sort of like thing. an intermission show weaved into the tournament almost. <laughs> but they actually fling him out of the ring and into a rock. <laughs> like, But know? he's an earthbender, we later realize. That's true. So he probably turned the rock into something soft as he was hitting it. In WWE, yeah. everything is like that, where you go, he landed on a bed of nails. Yeah. It's like, right. he did do that. Right. But he's used to it, you right. know. I don't know. So <laughs> he's like, used to it. he's used to yeah. No, dude, game. that's a real one. They throw really? guys on thumbtacks and they land on ah. thumbtacks. But you just do it enough to where because it doesn't. That can you can do that and it doesn't like kill you or anything. <laughs> well, I mean, but oh, I, not, not everything that not everything that like won't kill you means <laughs> right. you should do it. <laughs> exactly, Same. but that's WWE in a nutshell, you know. Please. Yeah. What are you yeah. I don't know. I kind of think it's a combo too. But then again, like uh, now that I think about it more, uh, what's the name of the announcer guy? Uh, Shinfu. Shinfu. When he's talking later to the Boulder, they almost feel like in cahoots. Yeah. Oh, you know absolutely. that there is sort of this. And playing. later, the whole crew comes back. You know. Yeah. So it and it and they all fight together. Right. You know. Yeah, like maybe if the Boulder actually fought these guys one on one, it would be a more even match. Sure. Right. But they do this to hype it up so that people don't fight him for the money, but then Toph is always the one who comes around and they can't beat her. For right. real, they can't. Right. You know? yeah. It, yeah, it I mean certainly partially contrived. Yeah. Yeah. Um I it, it it's interesting something Eva brought up while we were watching uh because I guess she has a little more knowledge about WWE than I know than than I thought. Um, there's this whole heel face thing, which is where you get yeah. like heel face turn. I did not know about this, where like the heel is that like the bad guy of mm-hmm. the matches, and the yeah. face is who the crowd all gets behind. <laughs> so Boulder is the face. And it looks like apparent. You know, they have a bunch of, especially the Fire Nation guys, like a big heel. But I think. Uh, the blind bandit 
<laughs> is uh made to be a heel. Although there there's like mostly cheering when she's introduced. Yeah, I But that's also there's a thing in WWE uh just like the rookie becoming the new face mm. like someone has to someone has to beat that guy eventually because he's been the guy too long and they start right. losing money because people lose interest right uh, so the movie fighting with my family is basically about lawrence Pugh right. trying to become a new uh lead in uh women's wrestling and it's it's an awesome movie highly suggested i but did yeah. wanna, i did want to see that i wonder if eva has watched glow on Netflix because oh, I, um, I have, and that is where I got any kind of like WWE related oh, okay. uh, information. And yeah. they have like the main character on it is um, uh, plays the heel um, mm-hmm. and is uh, this like Russian, like Soviet um, huh. character. Uh, and it's like during the 80s. Um, and so that yeah, that's is a real thing. Too. Yes. Exactly. And it's like very it very much is like the, these bad the bad guys are often from like the bad places politically right. or that that's like often used. So the Fire Nation man being this character felt so got, in line. with I got that. like a uh, uh, communist Russian vibes. Well, from, he had a yeah, Russian accent. Why, yeah, and exactly. Him singing the, the, the nation song. Right. Being, yes. And Our like it nation. even sounded like the Russian nef- national anthem I or something for, for a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, and. In the commentary, when it gets to that part, they even laugh about how this, they're like, man, this, if you don't know that we all grew up watching WWE, well, you do now. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of cool. The whole that's episode cool. kind of probably is just them, you know, reminiscing. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, Ang's watching the boulder, who the whole crowd is uh, rooting for. And I think it's Katara leans over <laughs> and she's like, well, he'd be a great you know teacher, teacher. <laughs> he's like he's on i'm supposed to look for someone who listen waits and listens and that guy is only listening to his muscles yeah uh, it's so true and yeah. i love Sokka's reaction too <laughs> he's just yeah. into it yeah. immediately here for it <laughs> yeah um cool little detail Badger moles clearing the court of oh, the Oh, yes, like a Zamboni or something. Yeah, right. So good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So cute. And oh. I like this, too, because we these are different. Uh, they're smaller than the badger moles from the Cave of Two Lovers. And yeah. it kind of almost makes me go, wow, those things were, like, ancient. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of cool when yeah. you think about it. And it's even, like, a different color. I don't know. It's just little things like that. I love right. that they, yeah. That's, like. One of the funniest parts in the whole episode, though, just a little quick cut of it happening. And it feels like in a hockey movie when they do a quick cut of the Zamboni clearing the ice between, you know? Right. Right. But yeah, here's the blind bandit, the reigning champion. Uh, We see who we come to know as Toph for the first time. Uh, And it's this like upward camera angle. Yeah. We're holding the changes. She does look kind of buff. Yeah. Yeah. And then it cuts away. And she's like not even half. She's like a third the height of these two yeah. <laughs> two people next to her. It's yeah, perfect. she's like three foot eight. You yeah, know? Yes. right. <laughs> um, the boulder is conflicted about fighting a small blind girl. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Come on, the pebble. The boulder has gotten over his conflicted feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. Uh, 
and then we get this the first view of this black and white but not just black and white like grainy like we get this sort of uh almost like uh what do you call it art uh uv lighting or uh like <laughs> not it's UV, almost but... just like noise you yeah. know like like, like that fuzzy kind of white thing? Like the yeah. like like a night vision goggle sort of thing, but not green. You know what I mean? But black yeah. and white, it's data. You know what I mean? And yeah. we see her, you know, stomp her foot down and feel the vibrations of everything around her going up through the guy and seeing exactly what motion he's in. Ooh, her abilities are so dope. And the way they animate it, yeah, it's so hard to describe exactly right. what that looks like, but it's so effective and so cool. And such yeah. a, like, like, I don't know, visual way to understand the way that she experiences that movement right. and it reverberating out from, you know, his foot to her. Yeah, right. I forget if um, if, if you've watched this or not, Sophina, but Gary reminds me of devs. Uh, I'm just making that connection right now. Like they get data from this computer that's computing an image. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what it looks like. This grainy, like, oh, wow. computer yeah, it does look just like that. representation getting information about an image and recreating yeah, it. Yeah, you know? very cool. Which is, it's very, like, when the more you think about it, the more it's like, that is, that that conveys so much in this style change in this moment. Yeah. Um, I think it's really brilliant, too, how they, it's simple and something you don't notice. Another one of those things that just kind of happens mm-hmm. and you realize, you know what I mean? Yeah. They do this all in slow motion. Mm-hmm. But then when the moment ends, like when the fight ends, Sokka doesn't even realize what happened. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, He's like yeah. confused. Yeah. This whole thing feels like this big, like 20 second long fight. It's like two seconds. And she does uh. two things. <laughs> literally. She just literally <laughs> diverts his foot so that he's doing the splits. Yeah. And then three poles come out and just <laughs> fires him off. Like awesome. it's nothing. She just, yeah, this guy who's taken down everyone that we've seen, just, she just punts him off. Um, I love the close ups in this episode yes, and those little art moments where. Every fight has them. It Instead of showing the whole fight... Well, I think the fights previous to this did. Mm. It would just yeah. show like a zoomed in shot of a drawing of the boulder. And then it would like zoom out to the whole drawing. And it's mm. him punching a guy. Right. But right. they didn't actually animate a, him punching a guy. They just changed perspective of the drawing of it. Yes. Right. Like, There's a lot of cool little things like that throughout this episode. Like just instead of literally animating a punch, just having like a zoom in on you know what i mean yeah. they do a lot of cool totally uh things like that in this episode specifically i love stuff like that very anime you know mm-hmm. oh yeah very cool and then uh are there any other challengers <laughs> your ang's voice i'll fight her <laughs> and this little i mean like it shouldn't be funny because like toff's a, a you know little little kid yeah but <laughs> Ang walking on the stage, I'm just like <laughs> with his little hat, like it's I know. just so much. I think it's yeah. Just I'm the really innocence. happy he doesn't take the outfit off yet. At this point, yeah. he uh, looks great in it. It's great. <laughs> it's Ang's innocent face, like his big blue eyes, and he's just like smiling. Like the rest have been even Toff, like talks tough, you know, like knows right. how to smack you know, talk, smack <laughs> smack talk, smack talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Ang does beat her because who's ever dealt with an airbender before 
I mean, she she comes very close, even though he's like drifting around. Yeah. Um, but that's such an that's such a cool sort of rug pull from her world is like she's never dealt with somebody who isn't just like stomping around before. Right. It makes sense that he would be somebody that could, you know, actually defeat her because right. he has this thing she's never encountered before and that disrupts the exact way that she does what she does. Like she can't exactly. fight somebody that she can't feel. What does she call mm-hmm. him? She she calls him like the dancer. Twinkle toes. A fancy I mean, dancer. Oh, at first, fancy dancer yeah. she fancy called dancer. is the first thing she called yeah. him. In in that yeah. moment, I think it took me like two watches to realize, but so she does not hear him. And then he goes and he like raises his hand and there's like an animated sound. She hears that and then gets in. <laughs> she hears the animated sound. She hears that, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, he uses airbending to beat her and they still give him the belt. Well, that's another thing I had to watch uh, watch yeah. it twice. So he airbends the rock she throws at him back oh. and her at the same time. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the announcer and, and the judge, or just if he is the judge, is on the other end. So it's like a movie moment where you punch someone in front of them and they move their face. Right. It looks just like you punched them. Huh. And she even makes a Ugh, sound when oh, she gets right. hit by his air. Huh. Yeah. But, and that, but that also is why other people... Oh, sorry, you were just Oh, no, yeah, say. no. It's just it's what leads them to think that, um, you know, later the boulder's like, that was... Something wasn't right about that, you know? He was at the right, right angle. Yep. Yeah. Which um, is also maybe a nod to WWE because angles are really yeah. important. Yeah. As you right. guys know who... Like you have done stage, stage combat, combat stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if you're if you were to be sitting behind the stage, it would be like, wait, this is like really fake looking. But from the audience, well, that might not be necessarily true. I'm sure a lot of stage combat is like really close and personal because well, it's the it, stage. it depends but on the on the angle. It's exactly yeah. that. It's um how close you are is dependent on you know what angle the audience is seeing it from. You want to do closer stuff if you're you know right parallel to the audience but you know if it is stacked with the person getting punched has their back to the audience and the person doing the punching is you know upstage you could be like five feet away and it'll still look legit yeah Yeah, wow well that's (laughs) i mean ish yeah (laughs) i mean yeah i i have seen productions where they've been like off maybe it's just the night that i saw them but or the seat that i had or something but where there was like a punch or something and they're a good like three feet away (laughs) from each other i'm like Okay. All right, yeah. guys. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief is part of viewing theater. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the the belt helps Sokka bring his uh, his spirits about this bag up because now he's got a matching set. Yeah. You know? oh I love the, the bag has returned into the conversation. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And it's full, too. You notice the – because they had to put those – gold pieces somewhere and right so it came in handy you don't have to regret your purchase saga it's all good (laughs) i mean yeah you could have gotten a a not super expensive bag but you know since you've got the bag you might as well use it and the gold now you know yeah they they see these kids again at uh uh master Yu's teaching place because they figure that's where they should go to look try and figure out how to find the blind bandit um one of the trivia facts I saw on the wiki, uh, one of the kids has the same hairstyle as the hippo, and uh, the creators are on record saying that's because yeah. he's a fan. 
<laughs> oh, that's so good. They talk about so commentary. Good. Yeah. They're that's like, so cool. this kid's, one of them's like, this kid, we want it to be like a diehard hippo fan, <laughs> you know, because he's like, you know, you see people like getting the same mohawk as a guy in WWE right. in like the crowds. Oh, that's awesome. That's such a good little detail. Yeah. And the haircut itself is actually uh, on the same commentary. He said he was watching, um, I forget how old, but like he didn't might have used the word ancient or might have just said like, you know, uh, like 1950s. He, but it's mm-hmm. old Mongolian wrestling he was oh, cool. watching. Wow. And I think that like just hair on the very top of the yeah. head hair was pump. like, yeah, I think that was kind of based on that because... You know, I I think it might have something to do with just not having anything there to grab because you know, huh. in oh, some nice. wrestling you can grab hair, <laughs> except, and like, except there's that, just a tough. I feel like one little poof ball would be the perfect thing to be able to grab. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to like try and figure out where you just grab the <laughs> the poof. Right, right. it's an easy target. Yeah, uh, this uh, th- this. One of these kids is voiced by Scott Menville, who does a ton of voices on this show. He was, I remember when I looked up who that voice was, because I'm like, I've heard it so many times, was in uh, Bato of the Water Tribe. He's the messenger that delivers the map to Aang. Um, Okay. uh, I wouldn't be able to impersonate his voice on the spot, but... uh, Oh, is he the guy who plays Robin in Teen Titans? That guy again? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Totally. Um, He would play such a good... Shut up, mom. I'm playing video games. You know? <laughs> yes. yeah, 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 yeah. He's got that voice. Yeah. But they help reveal the, uh, the, because Aang is trying to talk things out. And he says, I saw a girl because he's made the connection. Oh, I wanted to touch on that too. When she is like smack talking with the boulder, she laughs. And mm-hmm. that's how Aang recognizes it. We get that quick flashback. Oh, great moment too. And then the girl yeah. that he saw who's, the back of the head is all we've seen. She turns and it's her face. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's her. Oh, man. So that's, great. And that's such like a chilling moment when we see just his eyes. They mm-hmm. do a good job in this show of making animated eyes still emote really well. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, especially in this episode, there's a lot of close ups of eyes, like deceiving eyes or shocked yeah. eyes. Yeah. You know? Blind eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they actually, they talk about that in the commentary too. It's really hard to make someone look blind from a distance. And there's a lot of shots of Toph in that first fight with mm. her that are wide angles. And they're like, we needed to make it obvious that she's blind. Mm-hmm. Just, well, not obvious, but like once you know that, we wanted you to see that in her irises and drawing that is super hard, I guess, because there are characters with gray eyes on the show, you know, and not always, you know, you can't always see the pupils of characters from a distance. So it's like more than just doing that, I guess. Right. I think it's like also the general way that she holds her head and doesn't look around as people are talking. Like, I think those Mm -hmm. little things uh, help. But uh, the other thing he saw in, in the, the swamp was this flying boar that they right. say is the uh, the insignia. The What's the Yeah, the symbol. The family, uh, uh, crest? Family symbol. Crest? I don't crest, know. yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, crest sure. is good. <laughs> the family crest of the Beifong family, who are the richest family in the world. Super uh, rich. Just so rich. And But I think it's interesting. These kids are like, but they don't have a daughter. They've literally I know. Kept like, their yeah, daughter that's a so secret. The fact that like, they don't even know, like, yeah, that's intense. Like, they definitely, 
you you learn later on that they definitely like coddle her. But the fact right. that people don't even know she exists is yeah. insane. She is not allowed out of the grounds of her home. She's just kept there to do essentially like nothing. Yeah. And which we see a wide like bird's eye shot mm-hmm. of this property and there's just a big ass wall mm-hmm. around the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And at first it feels like, oh, maybe they're keeping people out. But the more you think about it, the more you realize it's more than just that, you know? Yeah. Because mm. it's not a fence. It's a wall. You can't see right through it. So no one knows that she's walking through the garden. Okay, you know? so fun little question. Do you guys think that the wall was built after she was born? Or like, like was mm. this wall constructed Ooh. because they had a blind daughter and they didn't want oh. her like wandering oh. off? Like, did they actually construct it for Toph? Yes, Ooh. I think that's that's great. Some great uh, detective work there. Yeah, I, think I really so. like that reading, and I think I think it like makes a lot of sense for the characters too. Yeah, I mean, and it makes oof. you think that it doesn't need to be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Non see through. It's you know they could do like a picket fence or like of right. right. something else. Yeah, because she's blind, she right. can't see through it. But they right. go out of their way to make it so people can't see in too. Yeah, you know, you know they don't even know she's there because they're so so worried about her. You yeah. know, right? That's interesting. It also explains something that I was just about to bring up, which was there's two guards at the door. But these three kids easily just climb over the wall um, without, you know, there's clearly not like a patrolling guy or anything. Right. But I I guess that explains it a little bit more is like it's largely there to keep their precious daughter who cannot, you know, fend for herself from wandering off. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Which we then hear later a guard say, like, you know, you're not supposed to be off. Uh, wandering the grounds alone right which like what you don't want me to wander around this enclosed space (laughs) which are you joking that i'm allowed (laughs) my god and then it makes you think how did she how does she go to these tournaments safely knowing you know like she must like have these elaborate plans to get out of there yeah yeah it's awesome Oh, yeah. um, before we get too deep into this i just want to make one shout out to my favorite moment in the episode sokka when they leave yeah. and Katara's like, she basically, she gives those guys a look and she's yeah, like, I've got my eye I'll on be you. watching you. Yeah, I got my eye on you. And then Sokka goes, what a what tribe. <laughs> and like, does this like yes. thing in the commentary that I guess isn't specific. Like Brian, you know, one of the creators of the show or like, you know, main dudes, Brian, he is one of the main guys they used as an acting reference. And they're like, that is all his body movement and acting. Oh, and they were awesome. like, this was one of my favorite like moments. And it just, yeah. Oh, I love that. It is an amazing Sokka moment. It is just like the <laughs> like his neck movement is like what really sells like, it for me. It's like the weird like it kind of. And so like the good. hands. Yes. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. so good. Totally. And this is the first time we hear Toph call Aang Twinkle Toes. Yes. Um, when she discovers them in, in the grounds, um, which is crazy because she's not allowed out there. So she felt them coming with her feet from inside the building, just felt them climb over. And it takes time. Yeah. Like they're way out in the gardens. It would have taken time for her to get out there. So she heard them coming 
like a ways away, you know? Yeah. Which is Aang cool. must walk a lot like Legolas. You know how he can like walk <laughs> on the snow? <laughs> yeah. I bet Aang like is like that. So when she hears them coming, she's like, Oh, two people are wait? Three <laughs> people, people are coming. Yes. You know? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. perfect. I love right. it. She yells for the guards, uh, and that's the first time we hear her name, which mm-hmm. is, they say it twice, and actually, as I was listening for it, and like registering that this is the first time that uh, they said her name, because I was listening for it, <laughs> also as as an actor, Sophina, I'm sure you'll uh, understand this, it's very much uh, like in any sort of <laughs> medium you have to convey names, so people yep. saying people's names for the first time yep. is like you have to it be very specific. They're like Toph. What are you doing out here? You know you you know you're not supposed to be out here, Toph. Yes, and exactly. Re- <laughs> I recently watched the Percy Jackson movie. Oh yeah. And the first two lines of the movie are Poseidon, <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> it's like, yep, okay, I know who they are. That's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> yep, it is like it is something we actually like learned in acting school. Yeah. It was like this is something you lift. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. note if you're the person who first says another character's <laughs> name because you've got to be like, oh yeah, hi Marcus. But it really, <laughs> it really is a thing that psychologically helps. You know, helps you oh, yeah. keep a character's name in mind. Most yeah. most things I watch, I'm like the guy played by. Uh, uh, what's his name? Right. You know, right. even now I can't even do that. You know, yeah. or like anything Laura Dern is in, her mm, character is Laura, Laura Dern. A hundred percent, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just that's just how it is. That's just because she's Laura yeah. she's Laura Dern, right? Yeah. Uh, so they have this little tea time, and uh, I think this is another little cool moment of the of the show where Ang cools down Toph's tea with airbending. Oh yeah. And uh, he he basically, I, I think this is a great, amazing moment for us as viewers who kind of feel this. Uh, Toph's dad is like, so when do you think uh, you see the war ending? And Aang's like, well, I plan on uh, learning how to do fi- uh, earthbending and probably defeating the Fire Lord by the end of the summer. Yes. But, you know, like, it's just so casual the way he says it. And yeah. You as a viewer are like, that's kind of how this is. But at right. the same time, holy shit. This you has know? been right. a hundred year war. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to try and take care of it by the end of the summer. But they kind of react <laughs> that way, too. Yeah, like, okay, that's true. you know. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and then also very casually, uh, you know, when he brings up, oh, I'm sure your daughter's a, you know, very developed earthbender. They're like, oh, no, she she was born with blindness. She'll never be a true earthbending master. <laughs> <laughs> I may have embellished that a little bit because fuck this guy. Yeah. So I want to use this as a segue because uh, I think it's a good one. Um, so I, something you might notice, especially by the end of this episode, is Toph's martial arts technique mm-hmm. is a different style than other yeah. earthbenders we've seen yeah um they will we'll learn more about it when we see more about it i think they reference it more in like later episodes but uh they talk about it in the commentary it turns out they picked the style before they even knew this but like some of the first people to like really create this fighting style were blind like the oh, one of the first no. masters was blind Wow. So it like really makes sense that she would fight with this style That's really because cool. 
it like specifically works that's awesome. I just think wow. that's amazing. And they didn't yeah. even know that when they like picked it because they picked it based on they they talked to their fight choreographer who then consulted with another martial artist and they together were like, if we were blind our whole lives, what would we have learned? Mm-hmm. And they picked that one and then found out that's why, you know, it's just yeah, so that's cool. Awesome. That is very cool. Huh. And it's very fun to watch. Yeah. Her oh, fighting, yeah. her little like steps, you yeah. know, yeah. which like, goes through the fog and like uses her hands almost to like feel through the air i don't know yeah. there's just totally. something about it oh yeah um while we're while we're on a little offshoot of trivia i also want to shout out jesse flower who is the voice of Toph, um who has been on the show before uh we said we would oh, maybe this person comes back she played Meng right. in the fortune teller episode the girl with the big bushy pigtails that stick out from the side of who her head who had a crush on Aang. who oh, had a crush on Aang. She played that part, and they liked her so much uh, that they remembered her when they changed their idea of this character. Because originally, this character was going to be more of, like, a boulder type. Like, it was going to be a big, like, which is so boring. Yeah. Um, they talked about that in the commentary, too. Oh, my too. gosh. Yeah. That's so be a, a man. Um, like, a big man. <laughs> and They, they really, this... yeah. <laughs> they really big... uh, <laughs> went to left field for that one. Yeah, big heel face turn. Huh-huh. Oh. That's... Oh. <laughs> I'm not using that right, but that's okay. Um, so they, they brought her back to be this part. She does such an incredible job with it. Just an incredibly iconic voice. Uh, that actor, Jesse Flower, was sort of a stage name that she used in her younger age. Her name is Michaela Jill Murphy. Um, and Michaela is spelt uh, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A, which is like, <laughs> okay, okay, all right. But uh, I think it's so cool. I looked her up a little bit. Um, she has a YouTube channel now that she does stuff on, and she her IMDb has a ton of shorts. So she did a bunch of stuff as kid as a kid. She did some game work, but now she like works with uh, whoever she wants to on short films that she thinks are interesting which i i don't know i just love that so much knowing people's paths and what they end up doing and that she's ended up doing that i thought that would be cool short films are like out. the coolest medium to get into oh, because yeah. there are way more of them than you think mm-hmm. and they're like that it's e- like whenever you watch a feature and you're like this feels like a little too long it was probably an amazing short mm-hmm. right yep you know because yeah. that's what happens yeah um well, Aang does convince her, like, she comes to their room, they go on a little bit of a walk, and she explains to them that she sees with earthbending. You know, it's not just some, like, blind people have heightened senses so she can feel the vibe. Like, she uses her earthbending to get in touch with the earth, and mm-hmm. uh, that is so incredibly cool. Um and she talks about, like, I can see everything, even down to those ants over there. And Aang, like, looks and can't even see where they are. No, yeah. Yeah, he never sees them. Nope. He never I does. so cool. Um, and I love this, uh, like, kid and parents dynamic, which is not – it's very different from any other dynamic with the kids that we've met before. Aang, I don't know. Does he have parents? We don't really address that. He has these, I guess like, the Avatar kind of parent wouldn't, figures. right? I don't know. Like, I, I mean, guess I don't know how that works, but it – it's it's a very interesting. See, the, thing my thing is, I just don't know how the air nomads. Yeah, the uh, air nomads specifically is like specifically, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sokka and Katara, their mother died when they were young. Their father's gone off to war. Very right. sort of strenuous relationship. She has a strenuous relationship in the other way that her parents are overly present. <laughs> you right. know, they are overly mm-hmm. controlling. Um, and uh, 
it feels it feels like it strikes home very effectively when she's describing this and how it affects her you know Mm -hmm. she doesn't like break down about it but she's just like they never you know they don't let me leave the grounds they don't let me do anything they keep me at the base level of earthbending like they can't know because they 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 wouldn't allow me to do this shit Mm -hmm. and then uh the moment is rudely interrupted when she senses an ambush coming uh, which is uh, uh, Jin Fu and the Boulder leading all, all the rest <laughs> which, of the wrestling people. What's I'm up? only realizing right now. So she feels things with her feet. Mm-hmm. The reason why this moment, so they get them, is because the mole is burrowing under her yeah, right when right. they jump oh. above them. She probably is... You know, it's probably really hard for her to feel the people standing on the top of the wall when mm. she's got a dude burrowing underneath her. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's huh. a really good point. It might have been a strategy, you know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they capture them. They take them away. Um, Sokka and Katara and the rest of the family find uh, the scene of <laughs> the ambush, the kidnapping. Um, how do they realize where to go they just know where to go right there's a note there's a note there's a right. note oh, right. Sokka Bring finds a rolled gold. up note yeah and uh yeah so basically the reason for this is because they assumed the uh original tournament was a was a setup and Toph and ang split that money that ang won so they're trying to get it all back through this family which works because they're rich as fuck mm-hmm. yeah. so they're just like okay and they just yeah, like show up right. with all this money which is like a ton i mean we we've established what you know how much things a little bit to some point i think we we get the idea that like a copper piece or a couple copper pieces you know you can get some stuff with that maybe like he got like a hat with like one copper piece Mm -hmm. in an episode you know right but they they have like 500 gold and they're just like yeah sure let's get it yeah Yeah. and so they show up and they let toff out which leads to the most satisfying like end of an episode this whole fight. maybe ever so oh my god good. i love how Toph looks when she's fighting in this episode and the way she gets inspired to do it when they're in the tunnel going away ang still captured they're like we need your help and her father's like she can't help you she's blind tiny <laughs> helpless and it's, fragile it's so overkill but it's like also it so good like this is like she's a tiny little girl she's <laughs> yeah. God. Oh man. Um you know, on that too, so in the commentary they talk about for like a good few minutes, so I think it's okay to be like, ah, hmm. Um, they're like, Yeah, so the original idea, and mind you, this commentary is four dudes just like mm-hmm. laughing around a microphone. They're like, So the original idea, Toph was gonna be a dude. And the other one was like, Yeah, but like, you know, we didn't like that. So we were like, let's try making her a girl. Like, maybe that'll work. I forgot who said it, but someone said it. And then the other guy was like, yeah, that was me. And then the other one was like, <laughs> you know, they're just kind of rambling about it. And then one of them was like, we just, when we decided that, we really did not want to make her a token, like, mm. you know, oh, this girl is like the girl of the team now. And like, so we wanted her to be badass, but in a, like, natural way or i forgot how they described it but it really was like now that i'm hearing them say this i'm a little less into it but it <laughs> is done pretty damn well for being a yeah. group of dudes sitting around figuring this out you know what i mean i, I think yeah. so yeah like i feel like there is this like there is the tough girl like mm-hmm. archetype 
And it's a little tired, like, if it's not done more thoughtfully or more, like, if you don't build a character that has, like, characteristics or backstory to kind of uphold the badassery of the character, like, it just feels kind of empty or, like, done before, like, any other character. But I feel Mm -hmm. like Toph, it is, like, inherent, like, it's kind of, like, I don't know. It is. It's the earth bending. They like struck and the... gold when they came up with this character. Exactly. The character like carried the mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Because it's less about like I don't know just the 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 whole idea that other people want her like think that she is being held back by this difference between her and everybody else. Her ability to see yeah. Uh, when in fact it's her greatest asset. Yes. You know that yes. that's. I think so profound and really well done. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. I kind of again, yeah. I don't really like that they kind of stumbled on it. That they were just like, "Big dude, okay, not a not a dude, a girl, okay, uh, a little girl, okay, a little blind girl." Oh yeah, that's good. Um, but I don't know exactly. Yeah, like hearing them talk about it in the moment was a little. But I also imagine that they it wasn't just them who came up with everything they came up with. You know? Yeah. And also, like, I'm sure there's many things that if you heard the writing process of, you'd be like, oh, really? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, they're yeah. totally gifts we've gotten where they didn't even, like, know what they were doing. And then we're like, it's brilliant. They're like, right. it, yes, just as we intended it to be. That whole thing is emphasized. Her uh, abilities are emphasized when she faces off with these people. And the first thing she does, and I realize she, like, holds her hands out and there's, like, sort of this rumbling. And what she's doing is loosening the rocks into dust so that when she blows it away, it all blows up. Like, she doesn't just create it right away. She takes a moment to, like, set everything so that she can blow it up. I just love that detail that she takes time to do that. And then there's this close-up on her before, like, she attacks the first person and she's just got this mm. grin. Oh, I love it. She's, I she's love like, these close-ups of her. She's in her element and she's also, like, I'm, I'm sure part of this is, you know, she's in her element and she's finally kind of showing, like, she's aware her parents are there. Right. She is aware that, she's like, they are watching. Yeah, they are watching this and she is kind of, like, letting loose and probably, like, a little bit proud to oh, show... Yeah. You know, her, her dad who just called her little and feeble, right. you know, and, yeah. and just be like, this yeah. is who I am, you know, yeah. and she's really in her element. It's, yeah. Oh, um, I love, the, yeah, she's having fun, mm-hmm. you know. The way she tells Katara, I got this, isn't just a stand back, I got this. It's almost like a, I got this, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> this is going to be fun, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she like flies all these guys out of just. You know, out of the dust cloud. And uh, then she settles the sand. Like, she goes, and the sand comes back down. And it's just her and uh, Jifu. And uh, I, there's something that sticks in my head about uh, this whole fight goes. And the last moment, him putting his hand into... It's such an earthbender mm, thing. Me too. Like, as he's in the air, his hand goes in. And she feels from that contact moment. She knows exactly what to do. And she just... Mm-hmm. Oh, just takes out this actually like <laughs> earthbending master instead yeah. of this master you guy who's more who's for sitting show. on the sides, yeah. going, "Oh my oh, god, wow. she's Jeez, the greatest incredible. earthbender <laughs> I've ever right. seen." Yeah, and you were keeping her at beginner levels. God, 
And yeah, it feels like uh, what you were saying, Sophina, is further emphasized by when she is, you know, they go back to her home and she feels like she can say, you know, I, this is, I don't want to hide anymore. Like, this is what, I'm sorry for what I did, but this is who I am. And they're like, we have been giving you too much freedom. It's like, (laughs) oh, oh, really? It's so just like... Dang it! Really disappointing and really right. Yeah. You know that mm-hmm. is exactly what would happen. Right. You know, yeah. every other show would have them just be like, "Yeah, you're right. We go understand." Ahead. Yeah. But not Avatar. They uh they go to leave. They're you know Ang's bummed. <laughs> yeah, that's the the best way I can put it. Ang's bummed. Um, and they're like, you know, we'll find someone else. And Ang, just the way he says, not like her. Like there was something special about her connection. He had the vision. There was this was so meaningful to Aang. Yeah. Um, and uh, here she comes, uh, running up the mountain because her dad changed his mind. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I think in this moment, the way delivery is so important in animation because yes, a side eye can tell a lot. But Sokka's delivery when he says, well, let's get going before he changes his mind. Right. Is so, I know you're lying, but (laughs) I agree with what you're doing. So let's get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? I don't know that we've called out his name. So uh, Jack DeSena, uh, that's that's all Jack DeSena right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's it's just carried in that well. Like it really is Mm -hmm. just in the way he was like. Right. "Ah." Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the pre-speaking wine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think this is. I love it when the show when a show can do this right, and this show does it right mm. so often. But this is one of my favorites. I'll say that a lot. <laughs> they, you think the episode is over? Yep. And then we go back, mm-hmm. and we see what actually happened. Her parents aren't cool with it, and her dad is hiring. The Jin not Fu just and Jinfu and Master Yu, which I find before we even know what this is going to be, so compelling. Oh, it's yeah. just so compelling. The idea that we get this shot of half of each of their faces side eyeing each other, shing, mm-hmm. Shing. Mm-hmm. and it's almost comical, but it's not. It's yeah. like, oh shit, this is great. And then the money comes out, and they realize that. This, I mean, the way that he says, I assume you'll get it done. They don't even look at each other. They just bow and leave. You right. know, you know that this is going to be something. Yeah. Um, but they don't let it just like end on a bad note, which I like too. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It shouldn't work as well as it does going from this long plot of a through line and then just having like a little epilogue thing like that and then going right back. Yeah. With just one final top holding on to Appa, which is also a nice little animation yeah. detail you know she needs to hold on for dear life because she can't see shit <laughs> yeah. right but that music yeah it comes back i think it because this kalimba music has come has come in in so many like significant grand scale story show moments that are meaningful to our characters and this group coming together and flying off is very significant i feel like this final moment of them and putting that music and like connecting those dots like subconsciously in our minds. If you're watching the show for the first time, this is significant. These mm-hmm. like all and it these feels like together. that kalimba music means like family yes. to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks for making me emotional by saying that. Damn it. <laughs> um, well, uh, we've reached the end, which means we've got to get to a kid moment of the week. Safina, this is where we uh, go through the episode we just watched and try and pick out, it's usually comedic, but a moment that we think a kid would appreciate um, oh. because that's part of uh, our doing this podcast is like trying to remember what we watched and what we liked as kids and like bring new things to them. So we analyze it more now, but we make sure to appreciate the things the little kids will as well. Do you have a moment Ooh, that I sticks think out I know to mine. you? I, I think feel I like, I feel like, uh, one that just feels like kid humor to me is when uh, Toph makes the boulder do the splits, and then there's the yeah. like, ooh, that's mine. <laughs> yeah. Face. Is it? yeah, absolutely. I was I was gonna bring I was gonna nominate the moment of a uh, water try. That's my <laughs> yeah. second because that yeah. is it's like really one good. I appreciate even more now. Right. I think the splits is good though. I th- I I think I agree with you, Sophina. It's just the that it's it can be done anyway, shot. but yes, they <laughs> decide to angle it and have a close up of his face, and and it is still funny, yeah, even in, you right. know with age. But, but I can imagine yeah. a kid just ooh eating that up, losing it, especially too because when you think about it, that happened in like a split second, right? Yeah, you know, right, right. <laughs> Oh, man. What a fantastic episode. I'm so glad we got to it. I'm so glad we have this element of Toph to talk about. And uh, Sophina, thank you for joining us. Yeah, this is so uh, fun. Bringing her into our realm of consciousness. Um, But... uh, Yeah, I will, I, I, again, you were saying you don't know how long it'll take, might be a while, but I will let all our listeners know when your minimalism book comes out with its non-minimalist subtitle. (laughs) Sounds good, sounds good. Um, If you're looking for other things, we've got uh, uh, Legendary 4 Adventures. Space Vampires. Thank you, Gary. That's our other... uh, D&D actual play podcast that we do with our friends Dustin and Sam. Gary's also got his podcast, uh, Hotbox the Book Club. Little podcast with my buddy Mitchell where we're reading books from our past. It's kind of like, I'm realizing now it's similar to A New Lens, but a lot more just we're reading books and talking about it. No no real structure there. So, And uh, yeah, the next episode we're actually also going to be having a guest. Uh, my roommate, our friend, and DM on the Legendary Four Space Vampires Space Vampires uh, podcast, Sam Peterson, will be on to talk about another iconic episode, Zuko Alone. So we'll be looking out for that on Wednesday. Uh, but uh, thank you all for listening. Sophina, thanks again for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Calvin. And I'm Gary. This has been a new lens. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was Split's face. <laughs>